0: Outcast. Outcast.
1: Are you an outcast?
2: Welcome
3: to the Outcast Trading Podcast.
2: They're losers.
1: They're just losers. And welcome back, everyone. April 28th, 2021. Another episode of Outcast Trading Podcast. I'm Evox, your host. We have another great panel of guests with us, uh, Outcast Traders. Uh, with this episode, we got Lehman. What up? We've got Stonk Trader. What's up? We've got Solar. How's it going? And from the stockmarket.com Discord, we've got Demagogue. Yo. How's it going? Uh, and as always, uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at our Twitter handle, out, uh, at Outcast Trading, and be sure to go to our website, outcast.trading to uh, join our Discord and join the conversation that way. So, great. Uh, middle of earnings week, uh, lots to talk about. Um, uh, so I'm really curious, who bought what at the end of the day? Because what? let's see here. I, I need to pull up uh, the chart to see what uh, – so I know Apple – uh, reported that was big uh we had who else uh, supported we had facebook which which was up hella uh after hours right uh qualcomm teledoc that's what i should have bought was Teladoc. but who bought who bought any of these for uh for earnings tonight personally
0: as a general rule i stay away from earnings just because i've gotten so uh I've gotten chosen the wrong direction a number of times <laughs> uh but it is good to see all these uh, massive beats on earnings. I think it's uh, really a good sign for the market in the next couple of months. I think, yeah. uh, if anything, I'd, I'd probably play some uh, spy calls, QQQ calls.
1: Yeah, I know we were talking about this just a hot second before the show, but I think we've, uh, uh, and I'm going to check S&P futures right now. But I, I think we just crossed spy 420. Is that? Is uh, that not?
0: We're at 41. 95 or 4,195 so we're very very oh, close man,
1: 419 and some change man yeah uh so close um so that's exciting anyone else play uh earnings this week for tonight
3: i think facebook moon because i didn't buy in <laughs> I, I thought about <laughs> facebook i thought about apple they both kind of mooned so uh yeah you're welcome well, anyone who had I calls mean,
1: I mean so I I did got I I did well so okay so I did something really stupid someone talked me into a Facebook put which is obviously going to be worthless tomorrow uh but I have an apple uh call um but you know it it really didn't move as much as I uh kind of would have liked to have seen but uh it did move it did move a little bit um so I'm hoping for some a little bit more movement tomorrow but
0: yeah usually when I play earnings uh I do Theta, um, just because of the massive IV hit right before, uh, right before earnings were posted. And I did actually play Tesla, um, whenever they reported oh, earnings a while ago. I hope, I hope you were One on day? the put side of that. Well, you know what? I was on the long side. I was, I had a bullish position. I had, uh, Tesla, uh, six, eighty five uh, call debit spread and, I woke up to a 35% gain, so, you know, I I chose the wrong way and it, it worked out just because of the IV.
1: Well, so for me, I mean, I I had a play that worked out, and it's it's been working out. I'm I'm still collecting thirty on it, but I have a butterfly for four thirty, uh, that is centered around seven hundred. So it drilling to literally staying kind of range bound within that channel, of uh, staying around seven hundred has been just like really great this week. So uh, my wings are six eighty and seven twenty. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a four thirty uh, butterfly that's just been really uh, working out. So, give me a quick I'm...
0: refresher on what a butterfly is, because uh, I'm familiar with iron condors. I've played them before, did really well with uh, MU earnings a while ago. But what's a butterfly?
1: Right. So, so you have uh, one wing is a set. So in this example, which is, uh, it's it's kind of clean with the numbers. It's just let's say has a 700 right now. So the one wing on the upside is 720, it's a put and I I've, I've bought that. So I had a, a one put buy. I had another put on the downside. The other wing is a 680 buy and then in the middle I'm selling two 700 puts. So obviously as I collect the theta from the sale of the two um, uh of the two, you know, as it's as it as it stays close to that that middle range, uh, you're all, you, you have the you you don't want to exceed or drop down. You know you don't want to exceed seven twenty. You don't want to go below six eighty. Uh, so you're trying to have it maintain that channel. Um, yeah, I, I just real quick pulled it up on uh on
0: option strat, and I, I see how they work. Uh, it's it's basically probably the same thing as the iron condor. Yeah,
2: basically, but, at max profit, um, your two cells expire worthless, and uh, whatever your call is that's in the money. Uh, you keep all of the intrinsic value. Uh, so whatever the intrinsic value of the super in the money call will be your max profit.
1: So I haven't done one of these in a while, and I, I'm, I'm not sure about max profit. Like, do I sell it on Friday, or do I just wait for the expiration at the end of the day? Like, do I just not do anything? Like, or sell it have... like 350 Well, do I have to close it, or do I just wait for them to be expire worthless?
2: Um, You should close it, or, um, because the your profit is going to be coming from the in the money call that you have.
1: Well, Um, these are all puts. Sorry,
2: puts, yeah. Yeah. So Uh, your in the money put is gonna be what's giving you a lot of that profit. You're gonna wanna sell it. Um, I I would just sell it a few minutes before close. It's it's on Tesla, so I mean, you'll get a fill.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been great because it's just been range-bound ever ever since. I mean, yesterday and today, it's just literally stayed within this channel of, uh, you know, yesterday after earnings it it drilled a little bit further and we were kind of wondering oh shit is this actually going to work out is this channel going to work out but um uh it's just uh yeah it's it's worked out so far so
0: my crayons are not super bullish on tesla right now i can see tesla coming down to uh 608 625 that that sort of area just just because of uh the the wedge it's been forming since january Crown analysis, eh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I've I've gotten gotten pretty good at it. (laughs) You should have seen Kramer yesterday on CNBC. He was pissed uh, right after they reported. He was like, Elon's going to be hosting SNL and like Like, you know, you don't host SNL and report a crappy quarter, you know, and he was just like (laughs) on and on and on. It's just like so ridiculous. I mean, like it's almost funny to watch Squawk Box before the bell because like the two of them, uh, David and uh, Jim, Jim, um, uh, David, what's his name? And the other guy, the two hosts trying to corral Jim (laughs) is just hilarious. (laughs) Jim Cramer, Jim Cramer, that is. Uh, But. Yeah, he was going off. Uh, it was it was kind of funny to watch, but. Yeah. I spent it's a good MPC's amount of time. Always entertaining. <laughs> I spent yeah.
2: a good amount of time shitting on Tesla the last podcast, so I'll keep this short. But if you exclude tax credits and their like Bitcoin profits from this quarter, uh, they actually lost more money than last quarter. If you just isolate their car sales.
3: Hmm. Well, I heard there's talk of bringing back cash for clunkers, from the '08 program. Trying to get those used cars out of the road, you know? They pollute so much, make people buy new cars. Is that a real thing? There's not thing? enough like demand. Is- oh, yeah, they're talking about bringing it back. And back in 08, they were giving people, like, 1500 bucks for their used car worth, like, lemons. Like, they're worth 200 bucks, but the government would buy it to stimulate the economy as part of the stimulus package. I could see them bringing it back. They're talking about it. Does that country for
0: though, is the question? I, yeah,
3: I doubt it. I mean, the idea is clunkers, like old cars. There's not a lot of... EVs that are you know lemons at this point. Yeah, I mean, you
0: might well, have like a, I mean, a 2008 maybe.
3: Yeah, 08, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess it would count. I mean, I don't see why not. But the idea is really for like you know really right, beat right, up yeah. cars that are you know polluting a lot. We got to save the environment and everything. So
2: it looks yeah, I mean, like I got trucks um, in
0: my driveway that I might. It looks like it might be exclusive for electric cars.
3: Wait, Interesting. What? I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, at all. You
2: could see that. Hundred <laughs> percent. They to
4: give a rebate, so might as well give it to people getting rid of their old cars.
1: Didn't that expire though the electric EV rebate? I think it covers the credit. first
4: hundred thousand cars sold. So uh, right, like yeah, Ford, so doesn't get, the get it anymore. No, the Ford, GM will.
1: Um, Ford. Speaking of Ford, they were drilling today or after earnings. That was interesting. Um, I'm not. They were talking about it. I didn't. I kind of missed the segments on CNBC. But uh, anyone have oh, Ford? Jesus. Yeah, in even their do. portfolio.
3: I used to invest in Ford, and then I realized it hardly moves ever. <laughs> well, it does. Uh, yeah,
0: Ford is not a great. A not a great play ever. How Last do you guys year? feel
2: about the Mach E?
0: Ugh,
1: it kind of looks mean, like. He's like smart like of them. Respect. I mean,
0: they're playing into the trend. The Why Mustang would they Brando? make it a shitty? Ugly ass SUV though.
1: It's it has got this big ass on it. Like why, is it a Mustang or is it not a Mustang? Like why I think is it shitty crossover? I think they
0: marketed it
2: as the Mustang brand to bring attention to their E V line to like just to get the numbers out. But like yeah. as a standalone car, like if you look just away from, you know, their decision to brand it as Mustang, as a standalone car, like it trades blows with the Teslas.
0: No no no, I, I fully agree. Yeah, like if you compare it to a model uh, uh, uh y, you know, it's 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 up there, but yeah, I guess my main problem is them calling it a mustang. So it now is this anyway. is a Mustang well, This is a big surprise surprise.
2: This is a really <laughs> big threat to like the Tesla bull case. Because the Tesla Bull case assumes that there's gonna be no competent competition. Not at all, no, that's but, false. But Ford comes in and just comes in with this, and now Tesla with a valuation is looking out like fifteen years if tesla's priced in like 15 years assuming that their growth is the same as it is now if competitions are going to be taking away from that growth we could see a pretty significant uh price discovery on tesla
1: so all i want is tesla 700 by friday that's that's really all i want uh (laughs) but lehman what were you saying about
4: uh oh i don't necessarily see it as competition i just see as the ev space growing I don't see people buying Ford over Tesla. I feel like they're two different buyers. Like if you weren't necessarily going to buy the Tesla, you'd probably buy the Ford. If you're going to buy a Tesla, you're yeah. probably not buying the Ford.
2: I mean, I at, this at, competition. This, at this point in time, I would agree with you, but the fact that Ford in such a short time frame, could actually put out a car that can compete with Tesla. Um, eventually the other auto manufacturers will you know, expand their lines, Ford will expand their line, and then eventually the, the growth of EV alone won't be enough to isolate them from stepping on each other's toes and then it will be competition
4: It's possible, anything that makes EVs more popular I feel like is good for Tesla, but yeah, I can disagree
1: Anyone got that Biden feed up? What's he saying now?
3: Yeah, I got it uh, You know, I was going to say real quick um, a company I think is being overlooked is Caterpillar for earnings tomorrow with all the building going in, like
1: yeah. Cat you know, cat was a cat was a big play last year. I remember um, huge. Last I kind of
3: like it. Earnings tomorrow after after hours. I think I might I might buy some calls for it. Honestly,
1: yeah, cat was a good play when they I mean they drilled hard. I think with the March 18th lows of last year. Um, but yeah, they were they were really solid play last year. I don't doubt they of, still are though.
4: The part of the uh, arc X, like the space. <laughs> ETF, it's kind
1: of funny. Oh, is that the Kathy Woods?
4: Yeah, yeah, hmm. the space ETF includes them and John Deere.
1: So,
0: so like when, does, uh, when does Caterpillar report earnings? I
3: think tomorrow. It's either pre market or after hours. I think after hours,
0: because I'm looking at their chart here, and it they are getting squeezed pretty tight, like on the on the daily chart. They are, you know, those uh, bands are getting ready to cross. And I can see, purely from a TA sense, I can see them breaking really hard in either direction. Yeah, their low
3: today was 229.59. They went up to 232.27 by close. Last five days, they're red, barely, thanks to the last day or two. Last month, it's also kind of just barely green. But last six months they've been going up. I think that's a long term trend where the earnings are gonna reflect that. It's not quite priced in in my opinion. I actually really like that investment tomorrow. We'll it'll see look, though. Like, it could it could dump. <laughs> it, right. it might be yeah, big well, either way, but
0: uh yeah, I don't know if it'll dump or moon. What I'm saying is that they're 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 getting squeezed pretty tight in in a range right here. And I think the earnings are, a, you know, a catalyst for them to break out of it.
1: I can't yeah, see this direction. I, like I don't
0: know anything about them, but you know, probably up.
1: That's what I'm hoping for Apple tomorrow. So I was saying earlier about how they didn't really jump as much as Facebook. I mean, Facebook with that like ridiculous fourteen, sixteen, eighteen dollar move we saw after hours. Like we didn't really see that with Apple. I'm hoping, uh, you know, once we get retail back online in the morning, I hope uh, we see some. Some movement in Apple to break that on 140 range, because um, we just I don't know that's one of the levels. I think we broke we broke 138, but um, it's just going to be tough to see what we can get.
0: Yeah, someone was asking me about that the other day actually, and I said yeah, definitely hop in if it's in that uh, you know 137 to 140 range. You know if it really gets out of that consolidation that it's been in. for I mean, the last Tech two seems weeks. super
3: bullish, definitely you look at like any of the fang stocks they're just facebook's just a monster
4: like speaking of actually facebook there's concern over their ads with the new apple updates where they're limiting tracking on the iphone oh, shit. But... Some of their yeah revenue? i saw that's
3: gonna hit facebook and google in the ass
4: because yeah, yeah, they make facebook their money from
3: so. ads facebook and google i mean google especially they're just trying to own the internet you know they just want to track you they want to be your bank they want to be your doctor it's all profitability so they just want more information but if yeah if apple's blocking that it kind of messes with their business model
4: that literally is their entire business is ads for facebook yeah. and google So yeah, if Apple's blocking, and the thing too with Apple users, they're current, they're normally seen as being like higher income. Funny enough, but seen as higher income users, so they tend to have more of a premium to their ads.
3: Hmm. Oh, Biden's talking about taxing the risk rich now. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: no. Oh, watch shit. out Drill, sounds bearish. every time ta- every time he talks about these this damn uh tax rate hike we've tanked so yeah, yeah we're going to get rid of
3: the loopholes that make more than million americans more than a million dollars a year and pay a lower tax rate on the capital gains than pay- americans who receive a paycheck Uh Uh-oh, closing loopholes—that's bearish. (laughs) What will Amazon (laughs) do? (laughs) Speaking of key aspects of a business model, (laughs) loopholes in the tax hole.
4: That's what Apple does.
3: They all do it. They can pay to lobby. They can pay to, you know, offshore in the Caymans, whatever it is. That's why they're so gung-ho about the um, minimum wage, you know? Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, and he's like, yeah, every every editorial's minimum wage will help out the country. Why? Because it helps out Amazon.com, because they're already paying their workers $15 an hour. They can
1: afford it. Their competition can't. Speaking of Amazon, I think we might do a 5-to-1 stock split. They have earnings uh, tomorrow too, don't they? Yeah, they have. They have earnings tomorrow, and that's when we might announce the uh, the split. What so are the, what right. is the
3: likelihood of that happening?
1: I mean, we haven't done a split since like literally ninety seven and ninety nine or ninety eight and ninety nine. It's like Bezos was like extremely against the split for like twenty years. So I mean, you know, it's kind of odd that we're just doing it now, but. Um, yeah, so uh, that's been speculated from multiple sources, so I, I think it might might happen uh, if it does. Yeah, I've been
0: waiting for that for a while. I mean, uh, I think the reason he's spent, he was so hesitant to split again is that he split, what, like four times in the span of a year back during the dot-com boom? And yeah. And then his stock went to like, what? It was
1: was like literally like under it was like a a dollar and some change for like a hot second in 2001 for a long time, the long period of the dot com crash to like oh three. It was like a couple dollars. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But the problem is now that their share price is like what? Thirty five
1: hundred around there. I think we broke thirty five. Yeah.
0: You know, retail can't get in on that. And even, you know, professional traders, you know, they don't have the capital to to play a stock that's that's priced that high so you know we have no volume in, right. in the trades so like there's very little chance for it to do well, anything the, this options, i mean yeah trading.
1: Open it up what to is the it? Options trading. Oh, right. Well, I mean, th- th- that's always been the argument for. If you looked at the Tesla and Apple splits of last year, the August kind of time frame, September fall of last year, um, you know, Apple was getting. I- I- Apple was kind of surprising, but they seemed more split. Uh, you know, split uh, inclined. Uh, Tesla made sense because what did they hit? What two grand? Yeah. A grand, you know, back in the day, and so they did that five to one. And we're already heading towards 1,000 again. I mean, you know, sure, we're down right now, but like give it a couple months. I mean, um, and it's already, you know, it's already heading to, I mean, I was not that long ago, I was in 800 calls. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean,
0: splits are just good for, you know, retail interest. And right. if we can get retail people on these higher price talks, you know, at a lower price. I, right? I wonder you know, if chain yeah. more enticing. I don't think that alone will like cause
2: more movement in the stock because, like, we have to remember that retail participation is still like a super low percentage. Like, no, the people I move, absolutely think
0: it's gonna. Well, that plus stocks mechanism. are
2: people who can afford hundreds and hundreds of these shares or thousands, right? headphones. people who can afford yeah. these these options contracts without you know blinking an eye, really. Um, I also those are wonder now. Um, so, I don't, I don't think making it cheaper for retail is great because it means like more retail can get like invested in it. But I wouldn't expect, uh, like more, uh, price action out of it. Like, look at look at Apple. It hasn't really done anything crazy since the split.
0: I can give you a really good counterpoint to that. Uh, GameStop.
2: Yeah, GameStop's not a similar situation to Amazon, though. I mean, Yeah, when's like, right. GameStop
3: splitting? Like, <laughs> right? If you want to look
2: at like like GameStop before the whole thing happened, I guess. Like, isn't comparable in liquidity to amazon and liquidity is going to be the enemy of price action like that like amazon's such a liquid stock that it takes way more capital to move.
3: yeah yeah you're right well i wonder too with the splits if they're going to be less effective in terms of getting retail interest up even granted that it's a small slice of the pie but now that you can invest in those you know i got my random buddy who never invested in his life he doesn't know what he's doing he's like oh i i bought this share pool for five hundred dollars i actually own some netflix some amazon some apple you know you can buy these slices they're advertised on cnbc i'm sure you've seen them uh ebooks they're they're all over like uh, nowadays it's easier than ever to just buy dollars worth than actual shares
0: yeah i mean mean, considering
2: sorry
0: well i was gonna say just that considering you know a large, large fraction of retail traders are going to be on Robinhood, and the fact that they have uh,
3: yeah, but Robinhood too lets shares. you buy with dollars now. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. They have actual exactly. shares. Yeah. And so what's a split going to do? You can already invest with if it splits four times. It's what three hundred bucks a stock. You can already do that. You can buy three hundred dollars for a share. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I've just I think...
0: seen it. Go ahead. Go ahead the second like
2: largest subset of like retail investors are probably like retirement accounts 401ks, Roth IRAs. And a lot of them already like have that ability where you could purchase it in dollar amount. So, But I'm we sure, also yeah. have to look at it like uh, psychologically, we like to have uh, a one of something. So it might actually do some, some attracting agree, to people who otherwise sense. wouldn't get yeah. it. Like uh, and, and personally I'm I'm interested in it. Like I'll pick up some some Amazon shares if it drops uh, after the split. But um that's just because well, we I'm on TD Ameritrade, so I can Right, and we've orders. also
3: seen we've seen splits and it usually does kind of follow that pattern where it seems like it dumps for a little bit and then it starts mooning right after the split. What was the big one that happened recently? It was probably a few I mean, months I mean, ago, but
4: Apple is just for the last
3: two on. Yeah, Apple. I mean apple split and what happened they went down a little bit i don't remember exactly but you know they started going up big right after
1: yeah it was uh it was like it drilled to like 112 i want to say and then it it's kind of it's really been stuck above 120 it flirted with 130 and now we're you know we happen to find ourselves like over 135 right now but yeah they yeah. haven't actually broken the the highs
0: that or we're currently under the highs that came right before the split right so i guess i guess splits are definitely bullish short term <laughs> Yeah, It was at
4: like $90, though, when they announced the split. Like pre-split price, it would have been like $90. So I think overall, even just announcing it helped their share price, too.
0: Yeah. Wait, who, Apple? Yeah, Apple. Oh, oh, yeah, so so they announced it in, like, July, and they fucking shot up. They did 10% the day they announced it. What was their high pre-split? After that. Was that an earnings day? Um, yes. Yes, it was.
3: Yeah, I guess splits usually get announced on earnings. Yeah, if it happens with Amazon, I mean, I might buy it tomorrow.
2: Yeah, it's also super attractive because of covered calls. Like, you can now That's sell covered calls on Amazon yeah, yeah. much cheaper than you would have been able to before, which might be True. why we see such a rush into these like stocks when they announce a split. Because they want to get their 20 shares in and then sell covered calls after the fact. Because they know that other people are going to be doing the same. It's going to run up the price. So they want to get in early. And then everybody mm, that's tries a good to get point. In early and it runs up the price.
0: Well, And also um, like day traders like, like me where I, you know, trade breakouts and, you know, technical patterns. You know, I, I like to take 2,000 shares or something. You know, and that's why I normally play stocks that are under 30 bucks. Yeah, because and... your, tail,
2: your tail risk is tiny.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like owning more of it so that you know that the percent gain, kind of, not the percent, up.
2: like the the dollar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so we'll definitely see more volume just coming in from day traders, like myself. Biden's
3: still
1: going.
2: Yeah, he's yeah, talking actually, about foreign
3: policy. It's really interesting right now.
2: You're right. We will. We will definitely see more. Uh, intraday volume as, like, share numbers. But I'm not sure if we'll see more as far as, like, uh, dollar amount and volume. Um, I'm
3: curious about the defense thesis. Like, buy some defense stocks. Because it seems like the warmonger's in the Oval Office right now. (laughs) I mean, he's rattling those war drums. I mean... Honestly, he just he just said in the about- speech like oh Russia interfered in our elections we know it's true we're responding in kind and we will we will maintain a presence in the South India Ch- Sea to you know prevent war with China not not to escalate or engage but to prevent it it sounds it sounds kind of bad it sounds like I'm trying to buy some RTX calls or LMT maybe dude I had a yeah, I was just RTX. gonna say LMT looks pretty good pretty good right yeah, now yeah LMT is a solid company. Yeah. What's I would not hesitate day? to invest in that Lockheed Martin.
1: Oh right, right, right. Nice. Yeah. No, I ha- I played RTX for earnings and actually made made some bang for that. So that, that they were pretty good.
3: RTX has disappointed me before, but now might be the time. Or there's an ETF for defense sector. Uh, it just seems like that would be a smart investment. What ETF? Uh, Dfen. D F E
1: N.
0: Oh yeah yeah I know them.
1: Yeah, I'm look them up. D what is it F E N T F E N T F N cool
0: Oh they're looking really yeah. good like that sector is Yeah man I'm kind of bullish on uh war socks
1: <laughs> I mean wh- what what's the end game for that really going to be like what are we going to go to war with Russia I don't think that's really going to China result. bro China is going go. to go
3: with war with us Bro, I no, it's going to be proxy I, shit it's the same thing as the cold war, exactly. cold yeah, war yeah, too. yeah but how does
1: proxy. that sell? Taiwan because you make mean? planes
2: <laughs> I swear every single year since I was in like third grade I've heard like oh my god we're going to Russia this year oh my god we're going to war with China this year Like, and it's uh, never happened and I'm going to continue to believe it's not going to happen
3: we're finally out of Afghanistan that's the difference we're out of Afghanistan after 20 years. September 11th, they're pulling all troops out. Now we got some bandwidth to do some other proxy shit.
0: All right, yeah, I don't but, want to be that guy, but y'all ever read
2: 1984?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Great book. The, the, the whole war is peace thing. Oh, it's you worth know, reading. A, Even a, if you know the premise, it's a good they, book. How did he call that? It, what was that? 1934? Orwell was
3: brilliant. Have you ever read any of his essays? I haven't no. Oh, he's got some great essays. Politics in the English Language, I think is the name of one. Not too not too long of a read, but it really goes into how manipulation of language does so much to affect your thought patterns, and that's what's happening today. You know, Absolutely. these these yeah, language uses totally. we're seeing, quarantine, you don't quarantine healthy people. That's language manipulation. Yeah. That's not even political, it's public safety. But that's how it's been since the Patriot Act where you're just like everyone could be a threat.
0: No, but the thing well, that blows my mind i was just thinking of this, this the other day is that was written in what 1930 you know mid-30s and he somehow foresaw the whole like perpetual war that nobody really thinks about you know how we're just like constantly fighting in the middle east just because you know it's bullish for defense <laughs> stocks <laughs> and Yeah, that was like the whole whole premise of the book is like war is peace. Like uh, as long as we have a common enemy to unite against, you know, it it keeps keeps everything peaceful. Well, speaking of being that guy, you guys ever read uh, Atlas Shrugged? (laughs) I have not. I've meant to, though
3: so worth yeah, it. I 1957. I mean, yeah, it's an old one, but it's timeless. I mean, it's crazy. You can, yeah, you can, I mean, yeah, she's got her stigmas. Take it with a grain of salt. Definitely very ideologically loaded. Like if you're getting through that book, it's like 700 pages. You you have to brace yourself for some waste of pages. There's like an 87 page speech in there. It's, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Like I will admit, but the story itself from the fifties, it's crazy how, like prescient, she is with the pr- basically predicting where we're heading and where we are now.
0: I have a copy of it. I might pick it up. Yeah, same. I have a copy, but I've never
1: read it.
3: <laughs> totally yeah, worth it. it. It's it's worth the it read, so even cool. though it's long as shit.
1: I mean, Anne Rand is 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 interesting. Just like you know her other work. I think. I mean, she she's oddly like just well beloved in these like kind of like neocon tech circles as well. So it's interesting. Like just. You know, some of her, you know, other work that's just been kind of being, I don't know, just kind of rediscovered now.
3: Yeah, my sister had to read her short story for school. And really? I think, yeah, she's in 11th grade. She read Anthem. Super short. Yeah, it's like 90 Anthem. pages. But yeah. it's like, yeah, like you said, being rediscovered. And it's it's similar to Or It's definitely Orwellian. It's one of those things where, or like Fahrenheit 451. You guys ever read that one? Oh, yeah 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 short story i mean it's similar to anthem it's like what what could possibly happen the way we're interacting with social media and technology and you know this was obviously before that exploded but it's still kind of seeing the trends for what they were so it's I mean, quite quite interesting
1: going back on a thing you were talking about like language manipulation i mean i think to a certain extent and this is true just due to the nature of you know, COVID being like a public health crisis, like, you know, Bill Maher ta- always talked about this on his last show, you know, doctors will always lie to us, right? I mean, like, the the nature of public health is that you're, you're aiming high, and you're expecting low, right? So I mean, you're obviously going to over exaggerate things, you know, quarantine, you know, you know, is loaded intentionally because they know not everyone's going to do it right so i think some of this stuff is intentionally done just because of the nature of like the beast you know like you you always have to aim high just because you're 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 well, not Well definitely
3: gonna get- that's that's the problem with putting public policy into the hands of experts cuz they're looking through the lens of their expertise which is natural, and that's what they're paid to do, but they're not paid to be our representatives and to actually make policy. So when people go around listening to everything the CDC says, like, oh, now I'm safe to wear masks outdoors. Like, really? Are you kidding me? Have you been yeah. really wearing a mask outdoors this whole time? Because most people haven't, even in blue states. Like, Why are you thinking these experts are actually making decisions that weigh everything? You have to weigh the actual harms of different things, whereas experts are within a narrow field. They're looking at one certain aspect of a big problem that affects a lot more than their expertise area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's just where a lot of the, you know, the origin of a lot of these policies come from is, is you know, there, there is some social engineering behind it just because you're dealing with, you know, the the aggregate, the mass, Right. Um. So you have to you have to adjust your policy accordingly. Um, for sure. What so are stocks, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, <and> earnings tomorrow. <laughs> Discovery was, I think, today. Discovery was an interesting one to watch. I've been uh, following in our chat. Which one?
4: What's their ticker This guy. Oh, the Archegos.
3: D-I-S-C-A. <laughs>
4: Got destroyed. Discord, okay, yeah. That's
3: That's been a fun one to keep an eye on. I mean, it, it mooned out of nowhere. I, I have no idea. And then it kind of went right back down to earth. It was similar to GameStop.
4: Well, it was part of that Archegos margin call with Billy Wong. Wong. Is
3: that what it was? Is that what yeah, ruined yeah, yeah. all these stocks? Yeah, that's, no that's right sense about the same with time,
4: wow discovery and like uh viacom all those media companies so yeah it's it's technically like it's basically back at the level it was before it got bit up by archegos
3: yeah i think earnings were today
1: for discovery so did anyone play uh quailcom (laughs) (laughs)
4: Qualcomm Qualcomm
1: Qualcomm Qualcomm What's their
4: ticker again? Uh, QM QM, yeah Yeah, I I like Qualcomm I didn't play them though, damn, wish I did They're up 5% after hours
3: Nice I'm looking to buy in again to skills
4: They're pretty solid for uh They're the chip that Samsung phones use and, uh, pretty useful in, uh, like autonomous vehicles, pretty, uh, ubiquitous for like LIDAR, the actual processing unit, Qualcomm. So Uh, for Apple, they probably trade in sympathy
0: with Nvidia, right?
4: Definitely. Yeah. They're, they're mobile chip. So a bit better for like cars and,
1: Phones. I've heard Apple wants to uh, replace them in terms of their radio. They're like uh, the radio chips.
4: They've always wanted to, but they just can't. Qualcomm's just that good. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely be long-term bullish on them, but I didn't play their earnings. 5% after hours, nice.
0: It's weird that... Uh that tech is doing so well. I mean, everyone was saying back in, you know,
3: yeah, tech is lot.
0: well, even like as far back as like August, like people were saying that, that tech was not going to be good when we were getting out of uh quarantine, but it, it seems like they're, they're holding up. I mean, you know, triple Q is at near all time highs right now.
3: I wonder if that effect is just lagging more than people expect though. Cause I do have a lingering feeling that people are going to start converting all their savings out of stocks and into physical things, like experiences. There's definitely a huge pent up demand. I mean half the country is taking this thing as like I can't leave my house.
1: And yeah. Then once I, the I CDC just says
3: you can, you're gonna invest in travel, whatever it may be, theme parks, tickets for Disney stuff. Like I just took a stuff. grand out of
0: my uh out of my trading account to go to flight school so yeah, yeah people are like we can do things now
3: yeah I, I think it's a lag more than like longer than people expected because the stock market has just been going up for so long but now it's actually time it's actually like you know we're hitting that threshold with vaccinations where people are like oh almost more than half the country's vaccinated it's okay to do things now i'll, I'll sell some stock and actually use that money because i think i think in general there's this acknowledgement that people are aware of what's happening even if it's in their subconscious with so much pumping money into the
0: markets, like that can't be sustainable. Well, I think the, the major bull case for tech over the last year or so has been the fact that we've been looking at, uh, stay at home plays, you know, uh, zoom specifically, you know, all, all these, all these tech companies are doing things that don't, uh, require you to go out of your house. And I think the, the case people were making against tech in you know 2021 is that you know once we're going outside, we're going to spend less online, you know, less time and less money. And it looks like we haven't really realized that yet. I mean, we're, we're still pumping pretty hard.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's just being discounted a little bit. Like people aren't really quite aware of what it's going to mean for Buffalo, New York to be nice outside every day. (laughs) We're not quite there yet. yet. We're still in spring and things are still, you know, people are very tentative in New York. They're governors and it's a huge health crisis. But once the crisis is over and it's ending, Tennessee's governor just ended the crisis. Like no longer do we have a health crisis here. That's going to happen in New York sooner or later. Probably by the summer. To be seasonal. fair, that's
0: Tennessee, but you're right.
3: Right, but that's the you
4: know I mean, that's I don't the see that affecting tech now.
0: stocks though. I don't. I don't see that affecting
4: tech stocks, but the, maybe like a Peloton or a Zoom. But overall, like Apple, Google, if anything, they become stronger. The stronger the economy is, the more people are using them. Yeah, you know, the stronger the economy for away. sure.
0: But I mean, once if if we go back to normal. To be honest, we're probably going to, exactly. you know, spend less time on our computers. Well, not yeah, me, like obviously. Netflix, n- n- not Netflix. not not all of us, but yeah, we're going to spend less time on Netflix. We're going to spend less time, uh, you know, on Google, etc. On YouTube. Dude, I maybe mean, you just TikTok
4: like that is the one that's going to be hit the hardest, and they're not even publicly traded.
0: Who TikTok? TikTok? oh right (laughs) yeah i mean yeah they're they're just about ready to go down the drain i think they've reached the half-life of social media hype at this point that netflix
1: drill though from earlier this week crazy what did they miss on again it wasn't a miss it was a beat it was the uh it was the uh subs so like like the subs are like almost more important than the the actual yeah yeah, absolutely it's crazy um but yeah like 50 dollars i think part of There's that limit.
3: was guidance too uh, people discount how important guidance is their guidance wasn't that great yeah
4: as long as the 10 year stays below 2% i mean these tech companies can keep going the risk free rate below 2% means you're much better off being in apple or google or amazon right now than being in bonds or anything else. So yeah, as long as it's a pretty steady here, I mean, we had the Fed meeting today. I don't know if anyone actually took anything from that. I didn't watch it. Uh, (laughs) I I watched the transcript. (laughs) Yeah. It pretty
3: much
1: said nothing is changing.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So keep going.
1: Well, that's why I think we got that big spy pump today, right? Like that was around, what was that? Two o'clock? Yeah, two thirty yeah. or something. Yeah, and I saw Spy just pumping. It's still, so. it wasn't that big of a movement really. I mean it would've drilled had there been any like, you know, news changes. or yeah. yeah, changes.
4: If they'd actually announced anything, you would have seen something, but yeah, if they're keeping it where it is, these tech companies can just keep going.
2: Maybe yeah. most but they're also relying
4: lot. on that too. If the tenure starts to change, then they'll there really isn't a reason for them to keep growing or to keep having money go into them. So yeah, that's my take.
2: I
3: just, I just wonder about companies like Disney with their streaming platform and Netflix. I mean, so many people have Disney plus now they almost have 50% of subscribers in Netflix in less than a year or like just a little over a year, whatever it is. But I think it's because people are cooped up at home once they can actually do stuff. And you know, it's Disney, so they'll still be fine. Like people go to Disney World, but people might be off of Netflix
4: a little bit. It doesn't really change that much money they make. That's all that matters. Oh that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as long as the yields stay this low, these tech companies can just keep going. I mean Netflix and is kinda of a unique scenario where people are basically hoping that they grow a hundred percent subscribers every year. <laughs> Which is, it's basically just starting to stagnate. So they need to add something new. Netflix does, besides just movies. I and mean, it seems like podcasts are what companies are trying to get into. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could see Netflix moving into that space. I mean, podcasts are big. That's, what, that's what's happening with um, corporate media like CNN, Fox News. They're all losing subscribers. People are getting the news from
0: podcasts.
2: I think yeah, even so now Spotify, Spotify a lot of these- especially. I
0: think really... we go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
2: Uh, I think even now, a lot of these tech companies are trading significantly above fundamentals. And historically, uh, price will will usually, or it, I mean, always revert back to those fundamentals. I think even where they are now, they're they're overvalued. Um, but most of relative the market to what? Relative to their fundamentals, okay. which I mean might play out over the course of five years or a decade. You know, it could be a really long time. But you know it is something to look at, where you know you could say that these stocks keep, can keep going, and of course they can. Um, but it, unless the fundamentals are moving at the same rate, I mean we're going to see some sort of correction eventually. Uh, I have no idea when. I'm not even going to attempt to ballpark it because it's that's pointless. But um, it is something worth looking at. You know, stocks can't just always go up if you know their uh, fundamentals aren't doing the same
3: that is blasphemy <laughs> sir <whole> Stocks <laughs> always <laughs> go up this is so sir, the market half earnings. my life
4: <laughs> netflix crushed earnings Qualcomm crushed earnings all the tech companies are crushing earnings so
2: i they see their fundamentals
4: earnings. actually being pretty good
2: yeah no the fundamentals are actually not terrible but when you have their valuations moving Thirty percent, and let's say the fundamentals improve ten percent, that spread just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. Yeah, and that's exactly. What we're
4: seeing. No, like it reminds fundamentals
2: me, fundamentals can keep the dollar getting devalued. That's exactly it. Yeah. This it, entire
3: market. Uh, I mean, I didn't hardly pay attention. I was very young, but back in the like late nineties or right before two thousand eight, things were you know we had these random bubbles that were so hyped up. I mean, freaking Beanie Babies, and obviously like the dot com, but. Honestly, NFTs remind me of Beanie Babies. What are you actually buying? A little token (laughs) of an image? What is that? What is that worth? You can find it on the internet for free a million times. Okay, cool. You have ownership, but why are they just like really multiplying in insane amounts in price? It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it's just like Bitcoin where it's actually a legit thing and I don't understand it, but... To me, it reminds me a lot, even crypto, like everything. We just got these random things that people don't really understand, but they're just buying because they have extra cash laying around and they don't understand the magnitude of the problem that we're about to run into. Yeah. But like you said, it could be of, five years. It just it just seems like these are all bubbles.
2: There's a lot of parallels with the dot com crash in the stock market in crypto uh, with NFTs. You know, speculation essentially has become the main driver of valuation rather than, you know, the actual function of the market. And that is unsustainable, like inherently by the function of the market that is unsustainable. Um, It can sustain itself for a period of time. Uh, It could be years. It could be months. um, But eventually it will fail.
3: It reminds me of Alan Greenspan, Irrational Exuberance. But he said that in like 05 or 04 or something. Maybe even 03, you know, it was way before the actual crash, but people were just, you know, it just goes up.
2: <laughs> yeah. The spread to... right now between valuations and fundamentals is actually about the same magnitude it was in the dot-com era, like at the peak of the dot-com era.
1: There has to be a correction soon. Like we, we have to see, you know. Oh, it's overdue. Yeah, It, it like... comes down,
4: in my opinion, it comes down to the Fed if they just keep on keep up with quantitative easing and keep on buying up bonds
2: or keeping the yield down, then stocks can keep running. So what's interesting about that is they're, they've put themselves in a situation where if they stop, uh, that is a serious problem because we are yeah. so far apart from where fundamentals are. If you look at like the average, P.E. ratio of, of SPY uh, throughout all of history. It's it's usually around 15 to 20. And right now we're above 40. If Fed cuts out quantitative easing, just let's say they outright cut it out. I mean, you're looking at a 50% at least market decline a- and not one that's going to bounce back immediately like COVID. Um, so it's time like, to buy points. That's, that is a serious <laughs> underlying Ooh. issue. If the Fed does that, like that's a collapse. That's going to cause they, a lot. They of
4: problems. won't. That's why things will keep going. Exactly. basically. I and, mean, we have to hope they don't do anything. So that's it's mon- not
3: monetary even, theory. You can't do that. It doesn't fit with the theory. Just <laughs> you have to keep the printer on.
2: It's not even that they won't. At this point, I don't think they can. Like the fundamental problem that it would cause if they were to stop is would be disastrous. Yeah,
4: fifty so, percent drawdown would be ideal. Would be good.
2: I think they're going to keep doing it and it's going to keep going up until eventually it won't be enough. Yeah. And if if whatever correction happens is, is bad enough to scare passive funds like BlackRock, I mean, then, then we're in
0: trouble. My tinfoil hat theory on the whole thing is that people that have a lot of money and make a lot of money want to continue having a lot of money and making a lot of money so they're going to do everything in their power you know uh, economically or politically to continue having and making a lot of money and and that's that's just sort of my bull case on spy and and you're right there is there has to be an end on that but i i think you know with the way things are going currently i think we have a good amount of time before people stop clapping for tinkerbell
2: i there's a theory in statistics or not a theory a law in statistics that says if a trend cannot continue forever then it won't
1: and i mean that's that's, that's it that's it
2: really i mean it's it's a perfect way of simplifying it um but the real the real threat and i i touched this briefly but i want to kind of expand on it a little bit more um right now 80 percent of all market volume And like, that's a lot. That's like trillions of dollars. 80% of all market volume is passive funds. People just Mm. automatically, like let's say someone like BlackRock or a pension fund. They have automated systems set up to just buy $10 billion worth of SPY every month, regardless of valuations, (laughs) regardless of price. And now we have to remember that the stock product, the stock market like in and of itself is a function to determine like the fair market price of a company. Now, if you're just buying $10 billion of the same 500 companies every month for five years, that is not conducive to the function of the market. and It is inherently unsustainable. And Michael Burry talked about it a few years ago. It's called the passive equity bubble, which is huge. I mean, you're talking like 80% of the market. Um, which is why I mentioned if funds like BlackRock or those pension funds get scared out of the stock market, that resulting drawdown could be way worse than 50%. Um, And and the Fed is is very much aware of this. Uh, I think if valuations weren't as high as they are, uh, that there would have been some uh, sort of, they would have stepped off the gas pedal a little bit. Probably not all the way, but definitely a little bit. But now they're in a situation where they have to keep like the gas pedal all the way down uh, or else everything is going to go to shit. So everything's just going to keep going up and up and up until eventually the fed is no longer able to support it. And when that happens, I, I would be fucking terrified to own any equity.
0: So what you're saying is that my spy 200 puts might still have some life. <laughs> in Oh yeah, they're coming back. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so What's the expiry? Uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, I
3: think you might be done. Yeah, really oh, shit. No, we like, just need true. to abolish the Fed, though half our true. problems would just automatically be solved. They, the
2: last Before time I even... looked, and this might be different now after earnings season, but the historical average PE ratio of spy is between fifteen and twenty. Um, that puts spy overvalued at one ninety eight. But <laughs> so we just crossed four hundred and what four hundred and nineteen.
3: Yeah, it might be time for a pullback.
2: Yeah, see, I've been saying that since like 3.50, and it just keeps going up. I'm not betting well, against so, it. So here's, oh, yeah.
3: here's my crayons. The bear, the bear conversion therapy has worked. It just stocks only go up.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> you have like, to realize at a certain point. At this point, I'm not like going YOLO into calls or like super bullish positions. I'd like a, at least a small pullback, pull and then I'll load up some like swing calls or something like that, which is what I usually do. I look for really low uh, IV percentile, on something that's been beaten down, but is still in an uptrend. And I'll just buy calls with like 60 days to expiry and I'll look at it in two weeks and it'll usually be up like 50% and then I just sell it. Um, the low IVP is like the really important part there. I really like trading volatility. Uh, How do you search right it? now How
3: do you find the lowest IV stocks?
2: Uh, TOS has a bunch of features built in that that you can use. If you use TOS, I'll show you. But it is is money, Google I use ID. Robinhood. No, Tos oh, is free. On. Tos is free. If you have a, a TD Ameritrade account, you could just use it. Uh, Tos um, is, is
0: really hard to use, but it's by far the best platform. If, if you, um, I think it's cool it.
3: that you can actually filter by volatility. I can learn some bad UI. That's fine. No, uh, yeah, well, no that... I'll
2: show you how to use it. Uh, like, yeah, if, yeah. if you have somebody to help you, it's not too bad. Uh, I think interactive brokers you could do a lot more with, but they're really stringent about what you are allowed to do. Um, yeah, like I, like I, use... I, mean, I
3: use Robinhood, which lets you <laughs> do anything, so yeah. it's great.
2: <laughs> so I'm I'm super naked friendly. Books. I'm attracted to interactive brokers. Um, Demi God, you don't know me. Uh, I study quantitative finance, so like I work on the algorithms and tell. stuff like that. Um, so I like interactive brokers because as a retail trader, uh, they let me use sub accounts, which makes it a lot easier to send maybe conflicting orders uh, on like two different strategies. If one strategy wants to long Apple and the other strategy wants to short Apple, if they're both sent to the same account, it will actually crash out the WebSocket and cause a ton of issues.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've had that issue with Weeble. Uh, Why would you doing... trade on a Chinese app? No, you know <laughs> what? Yeah, mobile pe- platform. Y'all can shit on Weeble all you want. I think it's the best platform for yeah, for complicated it. strategies and market information and. All that stuff I use TOS, but Weeble is just great. It it combines the, the easy to use features of Robinhood with, with some you know own. real charts. Yeah. And, I would put you it know, like
4: next to tasty after hours. i have never used it to trade.
0: it, It's oh, oh, Webull, You can trade until nine PM. Yeah, yeah, full after easy. hours.
2: That's kind of cool. Robinhood shuts you out at four. <laughs> A lot of my analysis nowadays is in Python. Um, I don't really do any much of the analysis on uh, thinkorswim except for with implied volatility because I can access the historical implied volatility. And, what library do you use? Uh, many. So okay. <laughs> uh, mostly pandas, I guess, just to manage the data. I, I pull a lot of historical data from Yahoo. Um, I use SciPy a lot, NumPy a lot, you know, all the math and science.
0: Okay. Stuff. Yeah. So, so you just have a data source and you're using the, the math libraries to get it. Yeah, that's that's fucking cool. I I like talk uh, to you about that.
2: Yeah, after the um podcast logic we can talk about it. But yeah, you'll have to
1: you'll have to join the server. Uh tell what, what some yeah.
0: of the oh, okay. have... uh, are you? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, I got I, a oh. post. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't really talk much. Well, cuz I I fucking I, I got in there one time and and I was like, "Yo, what's up? It's Spread God or Demigod from the other server." And they're like, "What other server? We don't even fucking know you. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, that's kind of
2: how it goes. All right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's
0: toxic on the
3: server. Yeah. yeah. I, I invited um, my goes? buddy there, and seven ban reacts in like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> this, is my, this is my friend who's trying to join.
1: Well, I will say it's we tradition. have had. We have, well, a it's 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 some of it's tradition, but we had ha- we have had we have had a lot of issues with like spam accounts and stuff. I mean, as any public Discord server is going to have, you know. I mean, we we have the the link is publicly available on the website, so it's you know we're we're actively advertising, so we do get a lot of trash that comes in. So it's it's kind of just I don't know.
2: We've been doing it to literally everyone who joins it, since. It's a Un- good hazing
1: ritual. Yeah. Wait, what that, uh, I mean, what website? Yeah. Well, just our just for the the server Outcast dot trading. Oh, cool. I know um, Solar, I, I was trying to ask, what are some low IV tickers
4: that you've been following? Um, you said that you are able to like you go through by low IV.
2: Yeah. So uh, it's not something I'm like looking super heavily at right now, just because I wait for prices that I like. And right now, prices are too high for me to really be confidently going into calls. Um, I would say it's 50-50 from where we are now. Um, and I would like that to be closer to at least me feeling like it's going to be a a 70 or or an 80% chance of working out. Uh, but Walmart has been pretty low. Uh, I made a volatility trade on Walmart, like a few, probably two months ago. Um, that worked out really well. I sold it for 80%. Uh, I did CRM way before that, um, which was pretty much the same thing. Um. But really, right now, implied volatility is down across the whole market. Like you can long volatility on anything, uh, and it will probably work out.
0: Yeah, I used that one time to find, like, literally the lowest IV stock. You know that was had decent enough volume. Yeah, and I was just running in my in my TOS account, which doesn't get a whole lot of use. Uh, just running iron condors on some like high dividend ETF that like hadn't moved at all in five years and you know what, um, oops, didn't make sorry. much but it was you know it the, the IV was five percent or something like that so it, it just literally Wait, you free money. sold
2: iron condors on the low IV stuff
0: well yeah because it's it's free money <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how i look at it is
0: no you're absolutely right though uh, if you're selling premium you want to sell sell premium on high IV stocks but i set up a a bot to just do it for me and so you know free money what you
2: can do in tos and you might do this already but what i would like to do and, and what i do like to do is i compare the implied volatility to recent actual volatility and if that spread is huge then it makes sense to sell premium because your risk of being assigned is is very low compared to what the IV is telling you
0: so so um, and, as and someone who close. doesn't have a degree in quantitative finance what's the difference between implied volatility and actual volatility
2: sure so the implied volatility is actually not necessarily an outside metric it's actually calculated from the market price of the option so if we say that uh, a 140 call on apple is 200 bucks for whatever expiration
1: you can put all that
2: information in and that is what gives you implied volatility
0: yeah um, yes yeah. so, so yeah that's kind of what i they just clicked like yeah the the price of an option is dependent on like uh you know supplying the band you know exactly. if everyone wants yeah. to buy calls you know it goes up and that's that's what implied volatility is but actual volatility yeah. of the stock is like different huh.
2: so if you compare the two um you can actually have an edge in that. Like if you see that implied volatility is expecting the stock to move like four times more than it actually has been, sell premium on that.
1: And then yeah. if you find
2: if you find that the two are very close and you suspect volatility to increase, that is a situation where you can buy volatility. It's very rare to find a situation where implied volatility is below realized Um, But if you find a situation like that, it's technically arbitrage. Um, And then you can go a step beyond that, but this requires like the crazy math stuff. Um, But this is what a lot of hedge funds are doing. Uh, It's proper volatility arbitrage. So they actually use models to forecast and predict uh, future realized volatility. And if it's above the implied volatility, then they will uh, go long on options.
0: Man, you're making me want to go change my major into, <laughs> <laughs> into fi- quantitative finance because that sounds fucking cool i mean like I- I've, i'm familiar with you know like models and ai and tensorflow and stuff maybe i could, oh, nice. you know once i once i uh, learn all those words you would be speaking <laughs> i could uh it's yeah, not apply hard to
3: learn it. to talk to computers well what happened to yeah. weed stocks today
0: what did they have in weeds off today? They they mooned. Why? Splat 420. Biden probably took the moon. <laughs> probably <Spy> for
3: twenty. <420. laughs> yeah, 420 is right around the corner. Uh, I mean, Tilray went up almost 10%. And then there was huh. uh APHA. And then uh what's the other one? There's there's a bunch. I mean, they just all moon together. I'm like, why? Was there some news?
0: What's my favorite weed? Meme stock, sundial. sundial. Yep, sundial. That's a Great meme.
3: That's, I mean, top five <laughs> in Robinhood. That's how you know it's a meme stock. If it's some random ticker that's like a penny stock and it's yeah under one dollar, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's a meme.
1: I think Aurora weed Cannabis st- went up six percent. I think weed stocks are a great segue to final trades
2: now it's time for final trades
1: all right so um for me this week i had uh tesla uh and i played Hmm. tesla butterfly facebook and apple um but i've been in rtx um and so that was that was fun earlier. i also played some netflix i got kind of crushed by that um but uh played Snap a little bit. Uh, I've really been kind of flirting with us and uh, spy. Um, I wanted to get into four twenty-four. I was almost gone into four twenty four calls, but I really didn't know if like we'd have tonight, you know. So but uh Lehman, what do you got going on?
4: Yeah, I'm big in the crypto space, so I'm all in the Mara and the riot. And I'm also playing really big right now this uh company called the HUD 8. They're not currently listed on NASDAQ, but there's big chatter that they're going to be joining NASDAQ soon. So, yeah, playing crypto, I think it's going to keep going. Um, know a lot of people on the other side of the trade, but yeah, I keep liking them, I like the stocks.
3: What was that ticker?
4: It's not on NASDAQ yet, but it's H U T M F for the over the counter.
3: Well, they won't (laughs) won't offer them to Robinhood for a few weeks, I feel like, at least.
4: (laughs) But yeah, I'm playing that for the NASDAQ uplisting. Um, They have a female CEO, too, so there's speculation that should help them, because NASDAQ's trying to get more female representation. And uh, yeah, they applied all the documents already, so NASDAQ any day now, who knows? you are awesome. supposed to be on uh, some YouTube channel too. <laughs> so.
0: so I had uh, uh, me I Kevin. Had... Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Oh no, nothing.
0: Just to... oh, oh, really, me Kevin. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. So my trades today, three that I'm uh, really mostly confident in. Um, I am long uh, calls on NVAX. I don't know a lot about them, but we have someone in our server that does a lot of. Uh, Research on biopharma, etc. Um, and you know, <laughs> I didn't do my duty. I'll admit it. But uh, uh, I, I'm long uh, a few calls for NVAX uh, for the end of next uh, next month. Um, they've been performing really well recently, and on a technical standpoint, they just broke out, and I can see them going a lot higher. Um. I just sold my ally called debit spreads um, because I I see them kind of losing steam and I can see them coming back into the channel that they've been trading in for, uh, geez, like a year and a half now. Um, And my third trade, oh yeah, I bought a thousand shares of uh, M. It was M-Med. Hold on. <laughs>
4: oh, my-Med.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. M-N-M-D. They, yeah, they, did, they're, they
4: just added to
0: NASDAQ. Yeah they, uh, yeah, they were listed on NASDAQ like two or three days ago. Um, and my day job is a uh, shrimp dealer. So, <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, I, uh, I'm very interested in the shrimp stocks. So, I, I, I went, uh, went in pretty heavy on them uh and i it's i can definitely... i can see them doing really well
4: what's the what's the uh uplisting deal so they're changing the ticker Do you know
0: uh i think just as part of them uh switching onto the nasdaq from otc they change tickers i'm not really sure what the uh what the deal was with the ticker change but
4: Okay, I'm not sure either. That's what I was
0: asking, Maybe. but uh, I really do see huge upside in psychedelic stocks with Biden being president, and you know now that weed is legalized, you know it's that's the next thing, and uh, so I I remain incredibly bullish on uh, psychedelic treatments, and I'm gonna keep yeah, that. Your mind meds
4: time. up what 100 percent?
0: They were up 65 percent the day they announced it and then they kind of just yeah. kept going up.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Very Looking cool. for the um,
0: same putty. <laughs> so yeah, they went from go? yeah dollars to $5. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
2: I'm going to stand by my long volatility trade. Um, I'm going to pivot off of the VIX calls just because they are... Ooh, VIX calls. Yeah. I-, I wasn't liking them as much as I was you know, a week ago. What X? Ah, um, oh, like November, December. Ah, uh. Just banking on intrinsic value, but I was getting IV crushed out of it. So I exited for, I think, a 5% loss um, because after the Fed update uh, and a super bullish response, I'm not really willing to bet against the market for much longer. Uh, so I would rather opt for a delta neutral approach, um, something like straddles on SPY. Uh, and then you hedge it with shares so that you don't really have a directional bias. And then you're just isolating uh, your two options contracts, which is really cool um i I like like that a lot actually yeah Yeah. i really like straddles right now um with IV this low i mean it's really a no-brainer um whatever expiry so there's there's two advantages uh to approach with a straddle uh especially with with both realized volatility and implied volatility this low is you're going to get really good uh Intrinsic value on at least one of the contracts. Like, you have a likelihood of breaking even on the contracts alone. Um, you're also going to get the IV bump, which means you're going to have more profit than you otherwise would have. And if you're hedged with shares, you're not going to have any real uh, risk involved unless SPY literally stays pinned at 420 for like two months, uh, which isn't happening. I mean, we're either going to go up to like what, 450, or we're going to go back down to 350. Uh, <laughs> I
0: totally agree on that. Absolutely. What was oh, yes. your expiration on that?
2: Um, I like personally like around two months expiration for volatility plays. Okay, so uh, and, and like to me June, it's like the sweet spot. Um, between, yeah. uh, I guess theta and, and vega. Um, I really don't like paying so much for like crazy far out expirations. Right. Yeah. Ivy won't move that much anyway. Um, and it's it, you know it's more capital at work. So I can't really do as much. Um, So I opt for about two months. That seems to be the sweet spot. And then after like two to three weeks, you can sort of reanalyze it, you know, see if this still is, is this still a trade I want to be in? Is this trade working? You know, how much am I up? How much am I down? If I am down, you know, what are my odds looking at like for the future? You know, is this analysis still solid? And it gives you the time to sort of analyze all of that you know, well into the trade without decaying uh due to time. Like you can look at it three weeks later. It you know, a five hundred dollar contract you might be down at most twenty percent from time decay.
1: Interesting. Very cool. Anything else uh you're playing right now, uh Solar? Nah that's it. Uh cool uh stocks what do you got going on?
2: yeah i i don't have a ton
3: going i've been cashed gang i'm in mict which i don't know too much about probably gonna sell it and just uh buy some things that are more conventional looking at amazon looks pretty solid you know especially if they split i've been talked into that as a bullish case you know thinking about other stocks that split it's
2: it's bullish yeah
0: i like it I like the stock. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you there on Amazon. I, I see them doing really, really well. Uh, but it's going to be a sell the news event. So so definitely get out before uh, they actually do the split. Well,
3: see, that's a problem because it might happen like after hours tomorrow. And I'm just worried that it, it happens like, uh, what was the one today? They beat earnings and then dipped hard. Well, no, it. I mean, Netflix like if you look cause...
0: at Tesla and Apple, you know, same week split. They mooned hard until the actual what right. happened. Yeah. So, so, True. once
3: that's, they announce just keep it. Yeah, that's probably the move. So, Amazon, I'm pretty bullish on. And then those defense companies, definitely think those are solid. Might buy some RTX calls or probably just invest in that ETF, the I like that one a lot. Um, and then I'm playing a couple smaller stocks just for a little speculation. They're really underpriced, I feel like, which most of the market is overpriced, but. I don't know. Verb has burned me a lot, but I still kind of like it at one twenty. Maybe if I can get it a dollar, it's been uh really underperforming for a long time. It was down for like eight weeks straight, but I kind of like it still. And then uh calm Southern comms, just C O M S kind of like that one. 5G play. They've not been great, but you know, I think that's pretty bullish for a smaller stock. So I like playing at some of those really ones that people haven't heard of because you know, you might get the next Amazon if you're lucky right <laughs> that's awesome that, that's what i'm looking at uh, i'm really not in too much right now but
1: all right well that's still something you know so yeah amazon's definitely uh uh definitely gonna be something to watch for sure so well cool well uh thanks guys thanks everyone good panel i think we'll leave it at that uh and uh yeah we'll see uh everyone next time
0: great sounds good
1: cool thanks good everyone.
0: Podcast. see you guys Yep. See you
2: Please consider all risks, trades, and objectives carefully. Outcast Trading is not a financial advisor and does not recommend or condone any particular trade.